Welcome, welcome, guys, to another podcast on the modern medicine movement. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here, super pumped, super grateful to be here with you. And why wouldn't I be? It's my birthday. It is really my birthday today. It's my 49th year, and uh, life is looking good. We're getting so close to 50. I can smell it, and it's uh, it's amazing. I, I feel better than I did in my 20s. No joke. It's much better than I did in my 30s and early 40s. I'm feeling amazing at almost 50 and I'm going to share with you one of the things that has helped me to feel so stinking awesome. I'm going to get into that in just a moment but because it's my birthday I want to give some stuff away. So if if you want some free stuff listen in. So what I want to see is I, I love getting you guys reviews. Anytime you write a review it just really 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 just just tickles my heart. I just love to read those things. And especially if you drop them on Apple, that's a place where you can really get the word out. It just helps, you know, the discoverability. So if you haven't written me a review yet, please do so. And for every five reviews, I'm going to give one person a free month in my community. And that free month could be yours. So write a review and you could just as easily get a free month in my new Thrive community which is amazing. I, I'm in there. We're just discussing all things health. I do VIP calls where we get real. We ask plenty of questions. I'm there on Zoom live for you guys. I'm posting up trainings every week. There's all kinds of great stuff happening, lots of dialogue, lots of support. It's amazing. So please check out the Thrive community if you haven't already. And if you write a review on Apple Podcasts or a place where I can see it, you'll get entered in and one, every, every one in five of you guys, so 20% of you get a free month. So that's going to be amazing. So I just can't wait to see those reviews. But anyway, today's topic is one of my favorite things. And why not talk about a favorite thing on your birthday? So, so here's the thing. <laughs> one of the things I've been doing a lot of in the last couple of years, which I didn't used to do because in my, in my thick skull over here, I didn't always think that this was exercise. And this is the thing that we as bipeds walking on two legs, two feet for millennia have been doing for so long. That's the simple act of walking. And I'm going to talk about the benefits and I'll share with you some of my personal anecdotes because it's been something that has blessed my life so much, especially in the last couple of years where we've been a little bit more corralled and indoors. and, And when we could go outside Going for a walk was one of the things that just brought me so much joy, and it was so simple, even if it was just around my house, around the neighborhood. And I do this so often now, especially after eating. I'll get into that in just a second. But this is none other than the art, the practice, the movement of walking. So I'm going to share with you a study. This is cool. This is something that I um, hadn't heard about before, but as I did a little research for the show Um, It's not surprising to me, but walking, of course, has a myriad, a sundry, plenty of benefits. And one of those actually is it counteracts the weight-promoting genes. In other words, there are some genes that will potentially increase your likelihood of getting overweight or obese. There are genes that can be turned on or turned off. And I talk about this all the time, but a lot of us don't realize that over 90% of our health life, our health history, our health, um, you know, the bearings of our health is not actually in the DNA, only about 10%. And and actually recent studies show that it may be much less than 10% of our health depends on our DNA or our genetic 
code, so to speak, that that double helix that Watson and Crick discovered. It's not so much in the genes, it's if these genes get turned on or turned off, and which ones do, and that is essentially all due to our activities, what we do. So what we do is so critical, so important, so crucial, because we have the power to either turn on or turn off genes that can greatly affect our health. This whole phenomenon is called epigenetics. I think you guys have heard of it, but basically it's what at the end of the day matters much more than that deoxyribonucleic acid, the DNA or the double helix, because we get to decide based on what we do and what we don't do, which genes get turned on and which ones get turned off. And so this study uh, actually talked about that. This is pretty cool talked about the benefits um, of walking, and this was reported in Science News in 2012, so it's been almost a decade. Um, It included over 10,000 patients, 7,000 some odd women, almost 5,000 men, and what they looked at is they looked at a a couple of these so-called obesity genes, and they looked on looked at what was turning them on and what was turning them off and how they were able to see who would get overweight and who would not. And what they found is that you can actually cut in half, one half or 50%, cut in half the effects of these obesity-promoting genes if you just walk every day. You can literally cut your risk of getting overweight or obese by one half through this phenomenon of epigenetics, the turning on and turning off of genes. It's that simple. Like, who knew? That's a huge, huge effect. This is much better than any, you know, prescription pharmaceutical or what have you. I mean, 50% or one half, this is crazy to cut in half. This is remarkable by something so simple as walking. This was reported, once again, in Science News in 2012, So it's been a decade, and I think we're finally catching on because one of the things I think once we were kind of getting back into some activity, you know, in the pandemic, once we were allowed to go outside, I think more of us actually started to walk. In fact, I'm one of them. I never used to think walking was exercise. It just didn't capiche for me. It just wasn't something I really considered exercise until a couple of years ago, and now my wife and I go for a walk almost every single day together, and it's just a beautiful time. Sometimes I'll go for several walks a day and one of them with her, one one or two of them by myself. And I just love, love, love to go for a walk because not only does it keep me trim and lean and, and all of that, but it has so many other benefits like a positive mental outlook. The effects sort of a, from a psychological um, stress reduction, you know, mental health perspective, are huge. And there's dozens and dozens of studies. I I didn't want to bore you with listing them all, but I've seen so many studies on the positive sort of mental health effects of walking that it just, it blew my mind that this has been studied as much as it has because this is something so dang simple. So I was, it, it just made me smile to see that there's actually a lot of data in how walking can improve your mental health. Another thing walking can do is it can actually kind of tame a little bit of a sweet tooth. It can curb some of those junk food cravings. The act of walking actually improves one of the things that tells us what to eat. (laughs) That's our gut health. You guys have heard of the microbiota and the genes therein, the microbiome 
that literally outnumber us, both the organisms, the bacteria in our gut, and, and all throughout our body, in, on, and, and throughout our body. These bacteria, viruses, protozoas, all these things that live on us, within us, and commensally with us, hopefully, and hopefully they help us synergistically to achieve optimal health, but sometimes they don't. If we feed the wrong organisms, the ones that really want to eat these carbohydrate-laden, you know, highly processed flour, sugars, grains that I consider the sad diet, the standard American diet, then they will proliferate and grow. They will cause us to want to eat even more of the junk food because they literally will sabotage our brain signals, these hormonal pathways, both neurotransmitter-wise, endocrinologically-wise, by mediators that these bacteria actually put in the blood that tell us what to eat, tell us what to crave. And so we need to pay attention to our microbiota or our gut health. And so what we feed will breed. And one of the things that helps feed the good bacteria, uh, one of the classes uh, you've probably heard of is called Ackermansia. This is a super healthful class of bacteria that has health promoting effects, both with our mood and many other things, they go up with exercise. So when we exercise and a simple walk can do this, it can actually promote the healthy microbiota or the healthy bacteria within us in our gut that will help us to stop craving the junk food. It'll help us crave real food, berries and fruits and vegetables and healthy fats and meats and things that are healthy for us and not crave those sort of what I call the food-like substances. <laughs> that are in the standard American diet that's highly processed, all the stuff that comes in a bag or in a box or with a barcode. So a simple walk can actually help our cravings. Another thing a walk can do is it can actually, this, this one sounds a little counterintuitive, but it can actually improve joint pain, like getting out and moving. All of my physical therapist friends out there, they will tell you this, that motion, the movement, the motion is the lotion for the joints, right? It lubricates, it helps promote the growth of the joint cushions, the cartilage, the, the synovial fluid, that sort of uh, motor oil, if you will, of the joints that keeps things lubed up and moving smoothly and freely and easily actually all gets promoted with walking. And there's actually studies that look at that. It's so interesting because you would think, oh, if you walk too much, you're going to get arthritis in your hips and your knees and things like that. But actually, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You actually will have benefits from walking, even with your skeleton, your bones. It in improves bone density. It improves the muscular strength. It improves so many things. And uh, it's just, it just makes me smile. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can just tell. It's just this simple act of walking. It's amazing. Another thing that's been super helpful and helpful these last couple of years is walking can promote, increase, and improve your immune function, your ability to fight infection, if you will. And there are studies that have looked at this. One of them was over 1,000 uh, patients, and they found that those that walked about 20 minutes a day, uh, approximately five days a week, had 43% fewer sick days. In other words, about half the amount of sick days of those who didn't exercise, and they tended to not get sick so often. And if they did happen to get sick, it was for a much shorter duration. And I think this was multifactorial thing, but from the movement and the positive effects of walking on your health, as well as maybe they could get out and get some sunshine and they increase their vitamin D levels. And vitamin D is so important in immune health. So amazing, amazing stuff, guys, with something so simple, 
so simple as walking. The, the, the one thing I wanted to share another study on, I just love this study because it, it made me smile. It, it's called, uh, the study is called Give Your Ideas Some Legs, The Positive Effect of Walking on Creative Thinking. Now, this was also a little older, 2014, reported in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, and it talks about, they actually, this was, this was, I found this very interesting. So they used some creative thinkers and they had one group do walking, another group just do sitting, and then another group that did walking and sitting. And they looked at this funky creativity <laughs> score called the Guilford's Alternative Uses Test. And it talks about a creative divergent thinking and compound remote associates, the CRA test, of convergent thinking. Anyways, it's a psychological evaluation of creative thinking. And what they found is that those people who walked had way more creativity. It was even those that were walking on a treadmill. But when they were walking outside, it was even greater. It was, it said, walking outside produced the most novel and highest quality analogies. The effects of outdoor stimulation and walking were separable. Walking opens the free flow of ideas. It is simple. It is robust. Also, the solution to goals and increasing creativity through increasing physical activity. So, amazing, amazing physical benefits. Our immune health decreasing our chances of getting overweight, improves our cardiovascular health, decreases our risk of cancer. All these kind of pretty legit, you know, solid health benefits. But the creative and the mental health stuff. I think this is what's the just amazing, amazing, sort of the bonus round kind of stuff, right? This is the cherry on top. This is the stuff that just really makes me smile because I've experienced it. You know, when I've had some of my most stressful days and things are just going sideways and I'm just like, ah, in a little bit of angst, if I just go for a five or 10 minute walk, it helps me clear my head and I get ideas. And if I walk for longer, 30 or 40, 50, maybe an hour, it's amazing how the creative juices just flow. So when I do, I, I bring something to record some notes with, or sometimes I'll just talk into the voice recorder of my phone when ideas pop into my head. I just love this time and a simple, simple time and the creative energies that happen just with a simple, simple walk. And, and primarily, I'm not going out into crazy places, tops of mountains. I mean, often I'm just going for a walk down my street, which is not anything crazy as far as a physically enduring you know type of activity it's a simple simple walk but i get fresh air i get that vitamin n for nature my mind gets opened up i'm moving my body the juices start flowing you know the creative juices it's incredible i love 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 those benefits try it guys try it and let me know how it works for you i just ah oh, it's amazing the other one i love that uh, a lot of us don't really think about because it's super counterintuitive when we walk or do any kind of movement or exercise, I hate the word exercise, so I think it has kind of a negative connotation. It's something that's uh, dreaded or feared or just downright not looked forward to. But exercise, what I like to just call movement, you know, just get out and move your body. And something so simple as walking is huge. It can, it can easily boost or increase your energy levels. Have you guys heard of um, our bodies are innately energetic? Like there's literally an energetic field within our body, around our body. We have a, a voltage. Our cells all have a, a certain voltage. It's really cool. And as we get moving, we actually kind of stimulate 
the production of more energy. This is called the ATP, adenosine triphosphate. You know, the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of the cell, if you will, they get really going when we start moving. They produce even more energy. So it kind of intuitively, it, it, initially you're like, well, how does that work? If I'm kind of sitting on the couch, and I don't have any energy, and I don't feel like going for a walk, how could I get energy by walking? Well, it, just take my word for it and do it. Just do it. Don't even take my word for it. Forget it. Just go out and get off the couch and just move for five minutes and see how you feel afterwards. And then the next session, move for 10 minutes. And then the next one, maybe 15 minutes. And hopefully you can get your walks up to 15 minutes at a time, a couple of times a day. And you will be astounded at how much more energy you will have, how much more clarity, that creative thinking we talked about. I mean, walking, it just increases the blood flow, right? All the good stuff happens when the blood flow is happening, right? It decreases your chances to get blood flow problems, right? The dudes out there, who are my dudes? You don't want to get ED, right? The erectile dysfunction. Of course, you don't want that. Well, one of the ways to prevent it is to improve and increase your blood flow through simple daily activities of movement or exercise, and a simple walk will help do the trick. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's just Ah, just making me smile here, guys. I can't, I can't help myself. So here's one that I thought was super, super interesting. I've been talking about lately uh, blood sugar control or this whole notion of the fact that 88% of us in the Western world, both U.S., Canada, and the like, are metabolically unhealthy. Well, what does that mean? It means that we have sort of a borderline form of early diabetes called insulin resistance. And this is not good because when we have insulin resistance, it's also um, correlated with the amount of inflammation that's going on in our body in this other process called glycation, which is sort of like the biologic rust, if you will, in our bodies. And the way to get rid of that is a couple of things, but movement or walking is one of them. And we, we've talked a lot about this in some of my other podcasts, as well as my trainings and courses on weight loss naturally, and blood sugar control, and metabolism, how you can reduce those spikes, you know, after you eat. Well, one of the things we've talked about recently is, you know, the order that you eat your food. You shouldn't start with a big carbohydrate bolus, right? You should save your carbs for towards the end of the meal. Like if you're going out to eat at a restaurant, don't dive into that bread bowl and go crazy with the bread before you eat anything else. Have a salad first, have some veggies. You know, if you still want bread with your with your meal, eat it with the main dish. Dip it in your, you know, sauce of your main course or whatever. That's kind of a fun way anyway. That's what I've always done since I was a kid, and I didn't know anything about this notion of, uh, <laughs> of decreasing the spike in glucose and then insulin by saving the carbs for later in the meal and don't eat your carbs naked, right? Eat them with other things, with healthy fats and proteins. And this, this cool thing I've been talking about a lot in recent posts and things that I've done is just going for a little walk after your meal is super, super effective and helpful in decreasing that spike in glucose and correspondingly in the insulin. So when you <laughs> have a meal, it doesn't matter if there's a bunch of carbs or not. I mean, if there are a bunch of carbs that you even more should be thinking about doing this, moving your body after because it'll decrease that spike. And you don't want to have a big spike in glucose and then insulin because that'll make you more likely to get insulin resistant to get this biologic rust and have inflammation, which is really at the heart of all illnesses, including the number one killer, right? Heart disease is an inflammatory problem. Cancer is an inflammatory problem. All these major illnesses have at their root inflammation. And if you can decrease it by a simple activity called walking, 
why the heck wouldn't you? So here's a cool study. I, I just love it. I thought it was so unique and interesting. It actually comes from uh, the journal Diabetes Care from 2013, and it's entitled Three 15-Minute Bouts of Moderate Post-Meal or Postprandial Walking Significantly Improves 24-Hour Glycemic Control in Adults at Risk for Impaired Glucose Tolerance. So I, I found this was super interesting because they looked at either walking for 15 minutes after each meal or walking sustained one time a day, not necessarily after a meal for 45 minutes. So the overall amount or time of the activity, which in this case was walking, was the same. But one group specifically had it broken down to three parts, 15 minutes apiece, and it was done specifically after a meal. And that group had a much better result as far as decreasing the uh, glucose and corresponding insulin spikes. And so let me just, um, it says the morning walking helped somewhat, but the post-meal walking significantly improved the 24-hour glycemic control relative to the control um, walking, which was the, the morning walking. So moreover, post-meal walking was significantly with a p-value less than 0.01, right? So that's statistically significant for all you uh, buffs out there in statistics. It was more effective than 45 minutes of sustained morning or afternoon walking in lowering the uh, blood sugar and the control during the day. So short intermittent bouts of postprandial or post-meal walking appear to be an effective way to control the postprandial or after-meal hyperglycemia in this group. So this was really, really cool, and it's so dang simple, and it, it was even more effective than just simple walking in in the day you know either morning or evening or or what have you 45 minutes the 15 minutes broken up per meal 15 after breakfast 15 after lunch 15 after after dinner was even more effective with blood sugar control i just this just made me smile because you would think well 15 minutes add them all up it's 45 minutes it should be about the same well it's not <laughs> it's the timing you guys always hear me talk about this i love to talk about the timing matters the timing matters both with you know, your foods, when you eat, and also when you move your body, especially if you want to decrease that spike in glucose and therefore insulin and reduce your risk of getting that sort of biologic rust called inflammation or glycation, which is the sugar sticking to everything, you can easily help reduce that by going for a simple 10 to 15 minute walk after each meal. So just do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Of course, we all know that uh, walking is beneficial for our heart. The sort of the quote by the American Heart Association is 30 minutes, five days a week. So that counts for about 150 minutes a week. It decreases your risk of heart disease by as much as about 20%. And even more so if you do this even more than five days a week, right? Why not six? Why not seven? And I, I used to say, oh, you know, I'll do my six for six. And on the seventh day, I won't do anything. But it's like, I can't not do anything. I can't lay in bed the seventh day. Like the seventh day is a rest day, but... I'm still going for my walks after meals, or I love to take a walk with my family, especially after a Sunday meal. It's a lot of fun, or we go for a family bike ride. It's just the camaraderie, the connection we have one with another, and we often do this after we eat, either Sunday lunch or Sunday dinner. It's, just, it's a fun thing. It's, a, it's kind of a ritual we have now, and now it's summer, and the weather's amazing, so it's... <laughs> It's one of those things that I just love, love, love. All right, here's another one that I got to report because I'm all into the longevity thing, but not so much just for living longer, but living richer, fuller, and my health span, I want it to equate with my lifespan. In other words, 
I want to be surfing until the day I die or darn near close to it. And most of you know my goal is to surf till I'm at least 100 years old, which will make me the oldest surfer on the planet. It hasn't been done before, and I'm, I'm just I'm planning on it. I'm going to do it. I, there's not even a, a, an if. It's just going to be a win, and it's going to be about 50 uh, years from now. It's going to be amazing. And so this particular study found that walking reduced the risk of death uh, by 24%. And this was reported um, out of the British Medical Journal. That's one of the most highly respected journals. And this was kind of cool because they looked at a lot of people. I mean, this was, geez, done over a, um, looks like, almost 20-year time frame. They did 50,000 people. And they looked at those that walked regularly versus those that did not. And in those that were walking it reduced all-cause mortality. In other words, everything got better, right? Specifically, heart disease risk and heart disease mortality significantly um, reduced that. And it says that, um, um, and it didn't matter if they were a man or a woman, there was no real difference by sex or BMI. Uh, it was basically whether or not they were walking. Walking has great benefits, they, they conclude. <laughs> it says, and increasing the pace could even reduce the all-cause risk of mortality even more. So when I say go for a walk, I mean, it depends on what your purpose is, right? If it's a just a leisurely stroll, that's totally cool, but sometimes you should mix it up a little bit. Maybe walk briskly for a couple of minutes and then walk slowly, then walk briskly or then moderately and kind of alternate your pace. Uh, go uphill, go downhill, go flat, whatever, you know, mix it up a little bit. Sometimes I carry with me some weights either on my wrists or my ankles or both or sometimes some little dumbbells in my hands. I, I just kind of, I mix it up and I don't do it all the time. Most of the time I just go for a simple walk and I don't take anything with me, but when I really want to kind of get my groove on and do a little extra bonus round kind of stuff, I will uh, mix it up with some of these simple, simple techniques. Um, so I think I've covered the main benefits I wanted to share. Let me just look at my list here. Uh, help lower blood sugar. Yes, we talked about that. Strengthen, I mean... Yes, your muscles, your bone density, ah, all of those awesome things. There's, there's so many more, but um, there's studies looking at, like I mentioned, increasing your immune health and how those that walked not only had less chances of getting sick, but if they did get sick, they didn't get sick for as long. Um, lots of studies on that. Here's a couple of things just to think about when you are walking. I mean, um, it's perfectly fine, you know, to sometimes I just drop in uh, – my favorite podcast. Sometimes I just like to walk with no sort of external stimulation as far as, you know, I just like to think and I take notes. I do voice memos. It just depends on what my purpose is, but obviously you want to pay attention. You know, you want to be looking ahead and not down at your feet. You don't want to be futzing too much with your phone because you don't want to get hit by a moving anything. <laughs> so be careful out there. You know, it's one of the, I think the safest activities. <laughs> I tend to walk against traffic so I can see what's coming at me. My wife and I were just going for a walk the other evening. We were on a little staycation trip to the big island of Hawaii, uh, you know, 150 miles or so from where we are. And we were walking, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night just after uh, the kids got to bed and the meal was, you know, uh, done and whatnot. We were going for a little walk and there was literally, this is like a super slow neighborhood kind of thing. And there's this guy that was swerving all over the place. And had I not been walking against traffic, like, I could have easily been hit by this guy. So I, I typically recommend walking against traffic, see what's coming at you, you know, pay attention, don't be just staring at your phone, 
although it's fine if you want to listen to a little music or a podcast or whatever, but just look straight ahead, right? Don't look at your feet. And, and that helps with your posture too. You know, if you're standing upright, your back's kind of, you know, you have a good straight uh, back, you're moving your arms and your legs kind of in unison. You have kind of a little, you know, spring to your step, uh, good posture. It, it's helpful as well. If you're kind of just staring down, hunched over, looking at your phone, that's, you're not getting the most out of it. It's not the best posture anyway. But here's the thing. I, I just want you to try this each and every day. Try going for a 5, 10, 15-minute walk. If you can, try to do it after every time you eat, every meal. Try to walk for 10 minutes. If you have the time, walk for 15 minutes. This will significantly improve your blood sugar control, decrease your chances of insulin resistance. It's so dang simple, so dang easy. Try to do that after each meal or at least after your bigger meal. I for sure do it after my dinners because my dinner, for whatever reason, tends to be one of my bigger meals. And so my wife and I love to go for a good long, hour-long walk. It's, it's a time that we connect, we relate. Like I said, on the weekends, we do the family either walk or the family bike ride. We get the whole all the kids involved, and it's a lot of fun. It, it, and it doesn't have to be hard. We just do it around our house, around the loop, around you know, wherever we are in the world, we just go for a simple walk, leave the front door, you know, and just start walking. It can be that, that easy. So my challenge for you this week, guys, is to walk almost every day. And if you can, walk every time you eat. And it doesn't have to be for a long time. Walk for just 10 minutes, 15 if you got it. But remember, it was so much more beneficial when it was done after meals than if you just grouped it all together and did that 45 minutes in one foul swoop in the morning or the evening. It was actually better to break it up for the blood sugar control, decrease that spike in insulin and glucose, which I've been kind of talking about for a while, but the data is there. And that was kind of the fun part of this podcast is just really uh, digging in a little bit to the research, and I'll share that with you in the show notes. But I just want you to know that it can be that easy, right? Can I, can I get an amen or an applause out there? Yes, yes, yes. It can be that easy, okay? It's, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be so simple. Just go for a stinking walk. And so remember, it's uh, the simple things in life that, for me, that help keep my mood up, my spirits high, and walking is one of them. I love it so much. It increases those creative juices. It helps my mental health, and it helps my joints. I'm getting a little older, coming up on 50 now. I just had another birthday, and and uh, I can say amen to this because when I move my body, I go out for a walk, I always feel better afterwards. It's amazing. It's, it's just one of those weird things. I feel more energized. I feel more lively, just better spirits. Ah, I can't wait. I think after this, I'm about to go for another walk. I just can't wait. I love to be outside. So I would encourage you to get out there each and every day. Reach out to me on social at Dr. Thomas Hemingway, Dr. Thomas Hemingway. Let me know. Uh, where you're walking, how's it going? I, are you noticing any of these benefits? Like, let me know how it is. Or, or you can message me on Facebook, or you can email me, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at gmail.com. And I would love to see you in my Thrive community. There'll be a link in the show notes. If you drop me a review on Apple or a place where I can see it, one out of every five people will get a free month for the next week. So I'd love to see you there. I can't wait to see some reviews, and I can't wait to see you in the community. Thrive community, because why just survive life when you can simply thrive? So that's it for now, guys. I love you. I can't wait to see you again another week. And those uh, in my community will see you sooner than that. A big aloha and mahalo.